Welcome to Life After Law School. I'm Amy Scarlett. If you're a law student, chances are you're finding yourself absolutely drowning in a huge amount of information about your career. Often at law school, the focus is on getting a job at a major law firm. While it's a great ambition, it's not the whole picture. Around 50% of law graduates choose to work in other areas outside of law. And of those who do go on to becoming lawyers, most never actually set foot in a major firm. So what brings us here? Life After Law School aims to help you see all the exciting career paths that your degree can unlock outside the narrow focus of major law firms. In this podcast series, you're going to meet law graduates in various stages of their career. They're working for consulting firms as in-house lawyers, in logistics, or taking a more creative route such as a writer. Today, you're going to meet three law graduates who have started their career in consulting, working in cybersecurity, tax, and financial services. Emily Smith, Vicky Gower, and Ben Sass are all graduates from consulting firm EY, and they join us now. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Really, really appreciate your time um, and also your insights that you're going to give. Uh, very, very important. So um, I'll start off by, you know, introducing you by saying your names. Um, and if you could say hi so everyone can kind of put your names to voices, that would be brilliant. Uh, but I'll let you all uh, talk to who you are, essentially, and uh, give a bit of an introduction about yourself. All right. So we'll kickstart with Emily Smith. Uh, so, Emily, you're within the financial services tax team. Uh, give us a bit more insight about what that division does. Okay. So, I'm, as you just said, in financial services tax. Um, to be quite honest, when I first applied for this job, um, I had no idea what I was falling into. Uh, but essentially, uh, we work within three sectors. So, we work within um, the wealth and management sector. We work in banking and we also work um, in insurance. And so, so far I've had a bit of experience across all three sectors, um, but the idea is that as you progress through um, in, at, at EY, sorry, and you uh, move up the ranks, you tend to specialise and move towards one sector. Um, at this point, I'm still trying to learn the ropes and um, just get my tax technical skills up to speed. So... I haven't really thought too much about where I'm going to specialise eventually, but um, I'm really enjoying getting that exposure. Awesome. And I'm just trying to be a big sponge. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's brilliant. Thank you very much, Emily. We'll come back to you um, in a moment. But what we'll do is uh, move on to Vicky Gow. So hi, Vicky. Uh, you're within Tax, Technology and Transformation. So if you can, I guess, introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your team, that would be awesome. Yeah, no worries, Amy. Um yeah, so tax transformation and technology, quite a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> um, similar to M, like had no idea what I was really getting into, just sort of when I applied applied for a general tax, um, the tax service line. Um, but what we basically do is we sort of complement um, a lot of the other tax teams like um, M's team and we help deliver technological solutions to whatever tax problems um their clients may have. So for example, right now I'm working with um, some of M's teammates on sort of um, automating one of their sort of returns processes. Um, but yeah, it's 
quite interesting. I don't have a background in technology at all. So it's a huge learning curve, but um, has been really rewarding and insightful. Wonderful. Well, we'll we'll come back to about, I guess, your education background in a minute. Um, We'll move on to Ben. So Ben Sass within cybersecurity. So a bit of instruction from you, Ben, please. Um, Hi. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm with EY's cybersecurity team. Uh, they're part of the advisory section. Um, and it's, it's a weird one in that it covers a lot of stuff that would traditionally be part of different teams. The cyber aspect comes in, in many different projects and many different ways that I'm sure everyone's becoming more and more aware of. Um, so really current, very interesting, um, and runs anywhere from, extremely technical to entirely non-technical. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's big learning curve for me because I didn't do that kind of thing at uni at all. Um, but really enjoying it. Awesome. Um, we jump forward. What I'd like to hear from everyone is a bit about, I guess, EY a bit more broadly. Uh, so I know it's a multinational um, global firm. It's one of the big four. Um, so historically, that would have been like a big four accounting firm, but now they're professional services firm. So um, could you give us a bit more, I guess, insights to um, what it's like, you know, within EY and, and what they actually do? And, um, you know, if someone was going to go to EY, why would they go to EY? Okay, I think I can take that one on. Uh, So EY, uh, as you just said, is a professional services firm um, that's broken up into four service lines. Um, There's advisory assurance, tax and... Um, TAS, which is Transaction Advisory Services. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So there's... uh, a whole lot of different teams um, and they're, they're broken up into um, core teams mm-hmm. in those areas and there's also financial services um, teams for yep. all four service lines. Um, so it's essentially a mini business in itself, the mm-hmm. financial services um, sector or, sorry, financial services line. Um, and basically um, I think we've seen firsthand since we've been working here is the power of um, integrating all of those service lines mm-hmm. together to produce an outcome for clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no longer a matter of just sitting down and doing a tax return for someone mm-hmm. um, and handing it over and that's the end of it. Um, there's a whole lot of other, well, this is from my perspective, there's a whole lot of other tax implica- implications and there's constantly changes to the law, as I'm sure all of you know. Um, so we all have to um, keep on top of those and we have to really bring in all different teams um, with their knowledge and skills to be able to um, answer questions that clients have because they're coming to you with the expectation that you have the answers. And, um, yeah, so as long as you know who to reach out to, um, then you can generally give that client an answer. But there's that beauty of being able to um, get in contact with People from all different teams. So just for, um, I guess, clarification, now financial services office or the financial services aspect um, of the teams, they essentially service financial 
services clients, right? Yes. So that be, whether that be banks or superannuation funds, so on and so forth. So yep. that's kind of what that means, right? And then core or everything else is essentially any other it industry. It captures everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Just good for clarification because I yeah, think that sure. can be a bit, you know, confusing when students going, right, so I want to work at EY um, or, you know, any of the other sort of big four or wherever. Um, and if they have that divide between the two, it's kind of, what does that actually mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, know? I know, so corporate tax, which is the more core tax, mm-hmm. um, they do exactly the same um, stuff as us. So yeah. we prepare tax returns, we review tax returns and we review tax calculations. Um, and they do that exact same thing okay. for their clients. It's just a different industry. Awesome. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. No. All right. Well, we'll uh, get into, I guess, your degree background, right? So um, we're obviously here at Monash University um, and, you know, students are going through, I guess, the process of figuring out where they ultimately want to work or through that process, it's actually understanding and discovering what their options are. Okay. So, um, you know, some may be, uh, I guess if you're talking about the law faculty, a traditional, you know, law path. So, uh, working in a law firm as a lawyer, um, so on and so forth, or I guess there's pretty much any other industry that they could potentially work in. It doesn't have to be, you know, a lawyer or even an in-house lawyer. So, um, understanding your degree background and, and how you think that fits in your current uh, role, if at all. Um, and then also, I guess, what other sort of people in your team have a different sort of degree. So Vicky, you want to kick Oh, okay, cool. No worries. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am not from Monash. Mm-hmm. So I studied at ANU in Canberra um, and I completed a Bachelor of Actuarial Studies and Bachelors of Law. Um, I always sort of knew I never wanted to be a lawyer. I, but I have always found the law quite interesting and thought it would be good sort of knowledge to have in the future for any sort of career path. Um, and I picked actuarial studies because I was really good at maths in high school, but then got to uni and found out I wasn't actually so good at maths anymore. Um, but yeah, so I had this, I did sort of have a law job in my like f- summer of like first year and I worked in a personal injuries law firm and I absolutely hated it and like that sort of like uh cemented the idea that I definitely didn't want to be a lawyer anyway fast forward a couple of years I worked at Apple for for four years as sort of a retail assistant and then moved into like the technical space and helped people fix their iPhones and whatnot and I've always loved technology how it's always so new and current and sort of engaging with fancy new products. So I kind of wanted to like move into that space, but didn't have a technical um, IT or software background at all. And finally, like sort of like moving even more forward after Apple, I joined the government as like a contractor for maybe just under a year um, as a paralegal role, but didn't really enjoy it much. Um, So again, didn't want to move into law And then I sort of um, came across tax at EY and I really wanted to move out of Canberra, even though I love Canberra, but I didn't want to live there for the rest of my life. And Melbourne's always been really interesting. Um, And then, yeah, sort of just came across this tax technology and transformation team. Was really worried that I would not sort of qualify given that I have no technical background, but EY has been really supportive um, and 
my mentors or managers have been really encouraging of me to like learn new skills, um, play around with new programs and sort of get that exposure to what we sort of do. And that's been really rewarding. So yeah, that's kind of my background into how I ended up in TTT. Amazing. TTT, a bit yeah. of acronyms throwing around there, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wonderful. That's great. Thank you, Vicky. Um, ben, a bit of insight? So I was um, a wonderful alumni of this windy campus. I was a Monash kid. Um, I did materials engineering and law, uh, graduated at the end of last year. And, you know, you might put cybersecurity and materials eng kind of in the, well, he's technical. Not so, trust me, Materials Eng was um, the lightest on IT, uh, electrical um, and technical stuff. Uh, so I don't have a background uh, in cyber or IT at all. Um, I did the old uh, waiting tables for two years. You've got to do that at uni. Um, I did a short internship with ANSTO, which is the Australian Nuclear Science and Tech Organisation in Sydney. We have one nuclear reactor in Australia, and that's where it is. So all you Sydney-siders, watch out. <laughs> um, and then I got a summer internship at CSIRO, um, and they kept me on part-time. So I moved through all the various things that CSIRO does um, in the manufacturing space, 3D printing, but also some business-focused stuff patents, IP, um, and came to the end of my degree with a jack of all kind of approach, um, really broad based background, uh, and found perhaps the only thing out there that I had no experience in, um, which was IT. So sure I can, I can whip Excel around a bit, um, and PowerPoint is pretty useful in consulting. <laughs> we've come to come to realise. Um, <clears throat> but in terms of whether I walked out uh, of my degree and into a grad job that matched what I'd studied, matched what I thought for myself, not so. Mm -hmm. um, it was a passing interest and I keep up with the news and you hear about, well, this company got hacked, that company got hacked. And so I was curious, how, how does this happen? How does it, how does it work? And one of the things that, um, I believe was, was picked up by, um, my managers in the cyber team was just that pure interest. Um, and that serves you surprisingly well, I think it's just showing an interest. And, um, I, I know how law at Monash, if not everywhere else works is that you try and show an interest to everything because you're trying to get a grad job and that's just what you do. Um, uh, but when it comes to finding a grad job outside the law, I'm sure most people have interests outside the law and that really comes in strongly and having that legal background as well, it just elevates you. Yeah. So, um, that's that's how I ended up in cybersecurity. Yeah. Really, really interesting story. Um, Emily, curious to hear yours. Yes. Uh, so I studied a double degree in um, commerce and law. Uh, and at the time, I think 
because I had quite a tight group of law friends at uni and I'm sure this is the case with lots of unis. You you tend to get this tunnel vision where everyone is striving to get a clerkship and then everyone's striving for that job straight out of uni um, in a law firm. Um, but I had a friend actually that um, came back after doing an internship at a big four um, in the year that, or year, yeah, the start of the year that I um, finished uni. And um, she just spoke so highly of her experience at this big four firm. And it sort of got me thinking like, oh, maybe maybe law isn't it for mm-hmm. me. And and I, I have to say my, my grades were good, but they wouldn't have probably gotten me a law job. So I just decided to be a little bit more realistic. Um, and I majored in accounting and really enjoyed that. And I think my strength was actually commerce as much as I probably would have preferred it to be law at the time. Um, and so then when the um, applications came out for the grad program at EY, I really jumped on that because um, purely because of that experience that she'd had. And I thought, oh, wow, like uh, we're quite similar in personality. And I thought she, yeah, she, and she did that accounting major as well. So I thought I'll, I'll give it a try. Um, and I applied and the process was quite quick and then suddenly I found myself with a grad job at EY. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it was something that was a bit impulsive in the end and I kind of went, oh, I may as well give it a go because, you know, we're young and we we have the freedom to, you know, go out and try something new. Um, and, yeah, it couldn't have been a better decision in the end. Um, I'm so glad that I had that light bulb moment that, maybe law isn't for me. Um, I did, I did a few internships throughout uni. I did, um, some work at refugee legal and I also did, um, some work at social security rights. And, um, that was really interesting as well. Um, but I just think, yeah, um, I still, I still apply law in the work that I do every day. So I by no means think it was a waste of my time. Um, and I, probably wouldn't have gotten the job that I'm in mm-hmm. without it. So, or yeah, or sort of been able to survive to this point. So that's a really good point. It's, um, you know, even if you don't become, um, I guess, or go down that traditional law path, it doesn't discount your degree. Um, every all. single one of you and your stories have, you know, pointed to, uh, yes, you're not a traditional lawyer, but you've used your degree in some way, shape or form. Mm. So um, really interesting to hear that. And I think uh, students find that really valuable to hear that because as you've all mentioned, you know, at one point in time, you probably think thinking, right, I'm studying a law degree. I now am going to become a lawyer. Is this what I want to do? I don't know. Um, and you've kind of navigated your way through that, which is awesome. Um, but any sort of, I guess, grad opportunities, internships, or you call it vacation programs, is that right at uh, EY and yeah. even pre that? So I guess your, um, you know, any early identification programs, anything like that, um, that is available to, you know, students and at what point in their degree? So what should they apply and how would they do that? Yeah. So there is the vacation program for students in their penultimate year, um, and graduate programs for people in there uh, to apply to start once they graduate. And I always advise people to like get in, get their applications in early. Mm-hmm. As for other programs, there's um, cadet programs as well. Uh-huh. The cadet programs, they're a bit, um, they kind of work 
full time almost or four days a week while studying. Study part time. Okay, yeah. So they would probably be in there. They'd have to have, what, two years, years. left of school before yeah. they apply. Yeah, so they're applying in like their first of a three year or third of a five year. Yeah, so yeah. as a law student, I think of it like third yeah. year. Yeah, so third year student. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, really encourage you to have a look there. Uh, other opportunities mentioned on our website. Awesome. Did a bit of research in um, the Career Compass program that's coming up. Uh, so that's like a two-day program or it might be a three-day program. I think it's um, been a bit different over the years, but um, essentially that's for students in their pre-penultimate year. Um, yeah. And they can come in and they learn a bit about EY and the different subservice lines because, as you mentioned earlier, Emily, there's four core service lines um, and then there's a fifth, right? Private client, oh, sorry, uh, people advisory services. Um, so, yeah, within those there's obviously lots of different teams and they all seem to do really different sort of um, work uh, and yeah. to navigate your way around that, let alone like try to figure out what sort of career path you want to take is quite difficult. So that's probably a really good program for students to go if they're, you know, engaged early enough um, to learn more about the sub-service lines yeah. um, to hopefully then be a bit more angled when they're applying for the vacation program that you mentioned. Yeah, definitely. And there's always heaps of networking um, and recruitment events. So if Monash has, um, which I'm sure Monash will have, like uh, career weeks, Mm -hmm. um, there'll often be an EY stand. So, you know, don't feel afraid to come up and like talk to us or whoever's there. We're always eager to um, showcase what EY has to offer. Awesome. And And I would like to point out that our eminent presenter... (laughs) Spent many years in the talent team at EY, so she knows far more than I think most of us as grads would know on the uh, specific ins and outs of the (laughs) talent and um, incoming roles when it comes to EY. So listen up. Thanks for the introduction. (laughs) (laughs) No, I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, you did catch me out there, so I probably sound like I know more than what you would expect (laughs) anyone to know about it because I, yeah, yeah, used to work there. So um, I guess touching on that really high level won't won't be about me, but um, I started out as a grad um, at EY. Funnily enough, my career path, um, when I started uni, I wanted to do health science and then I transferred over to a business school um, and, and that was because I was playing soccer. Um, and the school that I wanted to go for was soccer overseas was a business school. Um, and then I was like, what am I good at? Maths and science. So I guess I'll become an accountant. Makes complete sense. <laughs> Anywho, long story short, um, went through the graduate process at EY. Loved it. Worked in tax myself. So same as Emily and also Vicky. Um, and yeah, jumped ship from there internally <laughs> to the uh, career side. So doing campus recruitment. Um, and I guess... You know, to give that insight, the only benefit of that right now is just to say, just because you think that you might, you know, your career is going one way, it might end up going somewhere else. And look where I am now. I'm at Monash. Um, you know, on the flip side, kind of talking to students about those sort of employment opportunities and what that looks like. So, um, yeah, I think I really, I guess, if I was going to provide any sort of insight, it's just enjoy the ride, right? Like it's a fun, exciting journey. Um, and I think we put too much pressure on ourselves as students that we have to know where we want to be in 20 years time. And the role that we're going to step into as soon as we walk out the door at university is going to be that job. And if I don't land that job, then I don't know what I'm going to do. But, um, I think it's, yeah, 
super exciting to Absolutely. be Absolutely. And the beauty of working in somewhere like EY is there's room to move. So once you're in and you, you sort of do get a sense of what the other teams do just from contacting them and um, asking them questions. And if you get the sense that the team you're in isn't the team for you and you'd actually prefer to be somewhere else, they can facilitate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is definitely an advantage That's of awesome. working somewhere like EY. Yeah, lots of opportunity. So I guess to to wrap it up, um, you've all been brilliant and I really do appreciate co- you guys coming in and, you know, providing this insight. It's been amazing. Uh, if you were going to give, you know, students one hint or tip or, you know, um, a piece of advice, um, what would it be? Um, I think for me... The one piece of advice that I sort of wish I had would just be like, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. In my final year, I I had sort of very mediocre grades, sort of had that same worry that like, oh, no, I'm not going to get a grad job or a clerkship or whatever. Um, but there's like hope as as long as you sort of like follow what you're passionate in or like have a keen interest in, like Ben mentioned, and I had that interest in sort of technology and wanting to explore that further. So I sort of kind of focused that, um, focused on that. And yeah, just don't, don't be afraid. It, it always works out in the end. And I know I can, you know, you might think that I can say that cause you know, I have, I'm like now working or whatever, but like it honestly does. And um, some of my friends are, you know, going through that process now and they're about to like graduate and they're like, yeah, they're all that they've said is like, yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world. And if you find out that, you know, you don't want to go down that path, there are always other options for you as well. Great. Really good. Really good insights. Thank you very much, Shiki. Who's next? We've got a point in a bend. Right. Let's go, Ben. So I'll, I'll make a shameless Monash plug. Um, very quickly, Careers Connect, really useful. They're great. Have a chat to them. They'll tell you what's on. Um, really good contact. Um, and they frequently get speakers in who have come from all walks of life and all backgrounds, including law, um, and those who took law degrees and didn't do law. And Monash Careers Connect are well across that. So they know who they're getting in and how it might relate to you. Um, and from a personal level, uh, something that was imparted to me was that obviously you're not, very few people are going to walk into their dream job straight out of the gate. Um, it's just not a reality for most of us. Uh, but if you have that in mind and everything kind of it's based on skills and steps. You know, you make baby steps to get there. And so if you have an idea of what you want to be and the kind of skills that you want to have, you will spend the rest of your life building up those skills because your dream job is going to be in your 30s or in your 40s. And that's just a reality that um, most people will have to deal with. So don't be afraid to go sideways because I reckon you'll be surprised what you find. Amazing. Amazing. It made me just go, oh. (laughs) 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 So inspiring. Um, Loved it. Uh, Emily? Uh, I think my main piece of advice would just be be a sponge. And I think when you go to interviews, 
just, it's always said, but just try and be yourself and you don't need to claim to know more than you know. Uh, I think there is that expectation because, um, you know, um, a uni degree like law is um, so tough and so competitive. I think you you compare yourself just without thinking to other people. And and I think once you get in there into an interview, um, someone can gauge instantly whether you're being yourself or whether you're saying things that they want to hear or you think they want to hear. Um, and then once, once you're in a job, don't, again, don't say, oh, yes, I know, or um, don't try and put up this facade of knowing everything because they don't expect you to know anything. I mean, what you learn out of a textbook can only translate so much into real life and employers know that. And I think they really appreciate it when you do admit not to knowing everything. And um, yeah, as long as you're receptive to, you know, feedback and to growth and um, you show enthusiasm, that's really the main thing, I think. Because I think we can all safely assume that everyone in the room and who's listening um, is intelligent. You reckon the law degree is about learning to learn more than anything else? Or like solving problems or yeah. like how yeah. to think. Learn fast. Yeah. Solve. Not necessarily the technical knowledge, but yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having Thank us. You Thanks. That's Emily Smith, Vicky Gow and Ben Sass from EY. Life After Law School comes to you from the Faculty of Law at Monash University. Before we go, EY has requested that I add this disclaimer to today's episode. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the individual speakers themselves, not Ernst and Young. The podcast provides general information, does not constitute advice and should not be relied on as such. Professional advice should be sought prior to any action being taken in reliance on any of the information. Liability limited by a scheme approved under professional standards legislation. I'm Amy Scarlett. See you next time.